Stay at home on 9 to 5 Raising your babies with joy and pride A real ass mom Your real ass mom Taking care of business Ooh girl, you're resilient Cause you're a real ass mom A real ass mom Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people, people don't tell you. Hey, Mama. Hey. Hey, Mama. Hey, friend. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Wake up because you sound tired. Okay. I understand. <laughs> that's the Thursday, truth. That is, that's real life. You need to wake up. That was, that was feedback from your husband. Oh, whatever. Okay? <laughs> Our biggest it's- critic. If husband had a long day like me, then he'd be just as tired. Wow. <laughs> but I will try to sound more juice. lively in my conversation with y'all. That sounds so much better. How are so, you? I'm good, y'all. But let me just tell you this. I got a chemical pill this weekend, and I did not time this correctly. So don't mind my skin. If you're watching the YouTube, you know, I got this hat on. That is your uh, cue to go to our website and get your mama hat. You see, it's real cute. Um, but yeah, if y'all see some skin dropping, you know why. Okay, don't judge me. Ain't nobody see no skin <laughs> dropping in this video. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> you peeling like a snake over there? Yes, the boys oh, okay. want to kiss me. They like, mommy, I don't want your peels touching me. Oh no, that's so rude. Oh, they so mean. Kids are so rude. Anyways, they are. y'all know we stay with guests. Yes. And this time we're lucky enough to have two guests mm-hmm. and their fellow podcasters, yep. which is cool because they understand the haze that we have to go through <laughs> with keeping up with this podcast. So yes. we have the Millennial Her podcast mm-hmm. and these two ladies have been so nice and sweet and mm-hmm. have been fun to get to know. Yes. Um, and they, like I said, they understand how it feels to be black women in this podcast world and having to navigate so many avenues. And they're just bosses in everything that they do. Yes. Um, so I'm going to give a quick rundown of who we have. Okay. So we have Ariel and Cheryl's. From the Millennia Her podcast. And I see you waving, Cheryl. You can say it. You can come off mute. <laughs> She's on mute. She's yes. like, do we have to mute? Hey, Cheryl. <laughs> um, but Ariel and Cheryl, they are a dynamic duo. And like I mentioned um, for the third time now, they are with the Millennia Her podcast. Mm-hmm. And Ariel is a mama. Uh, she is, uh, I would call her, uh, or I have written here. She is like a journal, like she's really, she's a seasoned journalist. That's what I have. And she's worked with many huge media outlets. And Mm -hmm. for her to be in this space as a journalist is gold. Like she has so many ways of having these conversations and knowing how to have good, rich conversations in Mm -hmm. whatever. And especially from a black woman's perspective and Cheryl's. So when I was reading Cheryl's bio, I had like her, her background just kind of, it gave me a heart tug. Like she is so mm-hmm. passionate about social work and social justice and advocacy. Mm-hmm. She is a Haitian American and she's very, you know, that it's. Top uh, it's, I say. <laughs> Devin had been to Haiti. So she thinks she Haitian. Y'all know I'm um, an honorary Haitian. 
<laughs> but she she's also like a boss in what she does even though social work is her trade essentially she has experience working in the media industry as well more so on the production side and yeah. she has done like amazing work with amanda skills and various hip-hop related podcasts so i feel personally very honored to have both of them here because yes. they are amazing black women who are doing great things so Welcome, Ariel and Cheryls, from the Millennial Her Podcast to the Real yes. Mama Pod. Welcome, Thank ladies. And Cheryls is a dog mama. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dog mama. Yes. <laughs> She's a dog mama. Yes. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> Thank welcome, you for welcome. having us, ladies. Yes. Thanks yes. for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. No problem. I'm yes. so excited to talk to you ladies today. We're excited to have you. So, y'all know we have a limited amount of time. So, let's get right into it, okay? Briefly tell us about your journey to friendship. So we usually ask our guests, briefly tell us your journey into mamahood. But I feel like this is unique to y'all because y'all have a podcast, y'all are friends, y'all are sorority sisters. So let's talk about that. Okay, so me and Ari, we met in college because we're both members of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Shouts to Zeta, shouts to D9. <laughs> Um, originally our friendship kind of grew because I was originally podcasting. I used to be a part of a hip hop podcast that talked about entertainment and social justice. And Ari was starting her own podcast about motherhood, mental health. So she reached out to me for some advice about how to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. At the time I was leaving my other podcast. So Ari was just like, girl, you might as well just hop on this train and we, we could start our own podcast and that's how the millennial Her podcast was born love it love it love it love y'all went to love college it. together me and devin went to college well we went to too. two different universities okay, okay. Um, we're, both, we're both zetas from jersey and okay. jersey is like big but small mm -hmm. so if you're a zeta from jersey most likely you know other zetas from yeah gotcha so you did not go to the same college but being in the same sorority in a small state like new jersey you all were able to connect in that way Yes. Gotcha. I love it. Love the sisterhood. Gotcha. Thank so, you. <laughs> so um, both of you are apparently a part of this podcast. And as you know, podcast is business. Like, it's a lot of business aside from the work that, you know, with putting out the, the actual podcast. But when it comes to being friends, too, like, how do you all set boundaries or, or keep them, rather, um, with being friends and owning a business together? <laughs> I so laugh. Are you want to start like, or you want me to start? Listen, I just feel like it's it's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's still a work in progress. We try, you know, we've we've had our humps, uh, because only because friendship level, friendship friendship wise, we're both. She's a Taurus. I'm a I'm a Sagittarius. We mm. mesh very well. Friend, like. On across the scale, both loyal, both can have a great time, both mean business, you know, are headstrong. So those are great qualities as friends. As business partners, I think it gets to be um the same idea and the same mission. That's why that's what keeps us grounded, mm -hmm. I feel, on our business level. But necessarily our our ways of how we intend to get there differ and so that's mm -hmm. like made different at times and that's what usually causes clashing or difference in opinions 
but how we've been able to balance that we re- we started later. It came much later. We were just like not enjoying each other's company after a while. Like, you know, it wasn't like we we noticed it. It was just natural. We weren't talking anymore unless it was about business. And then we're and then we kind of go on our separate ways. Um, or like we're at, we'll be at a party, you know, sipping some wine, and next you know we're like, did you see? Did you send that podcast interview? That, like, no, this is not the time. We're trying to socialize and have a good time. So we decided that like we're, we were going to have set meetings to check in, to discuss what's going on. And we'd always reserve like 15, 20 minutes either before or after the business call to finish complete business and then jump into personal if we wanted to. Or we just knew if it wasn't really a set meeting, then it's personal time. Mm-hmm. and hey or hey girl i'm here to talk about business so let's just talk about it or this is a personal venting session let's just talk about it kind of mm-hmm. similar to just friends in general where you are you may be that friend that always has a person coming to you venting about their life but you're like uh i thought this was a, a chat a regular right. chat and we really just wanted somebody to listen to them. it's kind of like the same spiel and i think once we got into that rhythm we've been good ever since so that's um, how we've been able to take Business, you have to, personal, keep pushing. You have to go through a, a few things to mm-hmm. kind of figure Definitely. out how to to keep business like this, friendship like this, and make sure everybody gets along in their spaces. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I just to just to piggyback off of what she said, I feel like naturally our personalities kind of balance each other because um Ari can be a type A personality compared <laughs> to me I could be more chill mm-hmm. so whenever she's like in her type A I could tell her like all right Ari it's cool to chill out or if I'm too chill she'll tell me like all right it's time for you to step up and do do more so we balance each other out in that way too yeah that's funny me and that's Devin definitely. have similar yeah yes. I'm more chill Devin's like we got it it's like girl we could like just- <laughs> She be it's too gonna, good though. Yeah, <laughs> like she, girl, got a vibe. It's gonna, it's gonna get done. So, and I'm, I'm not type A, but I do have like some Virgo tendencies. So when I'm like, so on how it, can you not be? How can you be a Virgo? Like, well, you're not a Virgo. So a I'm a Leo, Leo but, like, but I'm on a. But you have Virgo tendencies. I have yes. some tendencies. I'm gonna be she like, does. I don't so, think that goes in the same category. Yeah, so I, I can be chill, but when it comes to kid. When you line me and Kendra up, I'm the type A one. Because <laughs> she's just gone with the wind. She's just flowing. Just going wherever the That's wind blows her. <laughs> and I'm like, we need to be on the straight and narrow. Like, what? She's like, we got straight goals. Yeah, no, we be, a, goals, the goals we be a little zigzag. We don't they be straight. It. It'd be a zigzag, just like this. Just they, it, as long as we meet the goal, it's going to happen. The goal going to get yeah. met. But, yeah, Devin is so, like, yeah. what, two days before Virgo's? starts isn't yeah it? like, like yeah, three she... two three three days yeah the 23rd i'm the 20th so i definitely have some virgo in me and the older i get the more i see it um but that's another another, that's another podcast episode yeah right I was um, gonna say, get, get into astrology saying, write us on that that's episode. a whole other thing. <laughs> right <laughs> we can really get to it yeah, so talking about setting boundaries and things like that, how do you guys support each other in your respective roles? Because y'all kind of have two different lifestyles in a sense. You're a mom, a wife, Ari, and then Charles, you're a dog mom, traveling the world, jet setting, 
just going where you want to go, girl, <laughs> living your best life. So how do y'all respect <laughs> each other and support each other through your different roles? I think it all comes down to communication. Um, with Ari, she is a mom. So I know that with her twins, it's like a certain time when it comes to podcast work, nights mm-hmm. work best for her because mm-hmm. that's when her kids go to sleep. So it all comes down to communication um, for me, I feel like. Okay. What about for you, Ari? Grace, understanding, is key to uh, how do we support each other's respective roles? I think it's also, you know, removing ego mm. um, when it comes to ego, pride, uh, and trying to also have. Um, what I, I want to say like care an extra level of care because again when we talked about your previous question how you layered it is like talking talk about the friendship how to separate it's I think we both are very conscious how to speak to each other mm-hmm. as partners and friends overall sometimes the one may overlap greater than the other but I think that you know, like you said, it's that communication and that balance of try to reel it all in. Yeah. So I definitely think that's key. Because like for example, Cheryl's before she she I was so glad that she got into production. That was all always the that was something I discovered about her as we can continued in the podcast. But she wasn't maybe well versed in the field. Mm-hmm. But she still learned. Like she took on more challenges within the, the our 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 platform. She wanted to edit more. I was mm-hmm. grateful to, to to not have to, you know, be involved in that process because it's right. a whole different process. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, my brain is trying to go over here and now I got to edit and stuff. So when she was like, I'm, I want to edit, I want to do it myself. She went from, like you said, Kendra, your audio editing, Devin, your video editing. Mm-hmm. And she started taking it on all of that step by step. Then mm-hmm. here she goes with Amanda Stills. Then she's, you know, off doing her own new latest project. She has her own um segment of our podcast um that she does with by herself so Mm -hmm. it all kind of in with the support of the platform in understanding that that's something she wanted to do i feel like that was what continued to keep that going right kudos to you cheryl yes good job i love that your craft i love it yes and i like the fact that ari said grace and i just that stuck out for us because Kendra and I um, were both moms, both entrepreneurs, both trying to figure out this podcast stuff. And it's different points within our careers where we're really busy, right? So I may do more than she may at some point and vice versa. She may do more when I can't. So just really giving each other grace and be like, you know, we do what we can when we can. And we know somebody's going to pick up the slack. And so I think that's great for like a working partnership. And just knowing your friend, right? Like they would never do anything to like abuse, you know, who's doing more. Because sometimes one may do more than the other and that's okay. But it's like, as long as it's reciprocated, uh, as long as it's not the same person doing the same things all the time and like doing all of the work. If you give your partner grace, I think you'll be successful. Absolutely. And also just, um, I think what has helped us is deadlines and making Mm -hmm. sure that we stick to the deadlines. Mm Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. we enforce the deadlines, we're good. <laughs> we need to yeah. do better with that, friend. <laughs> well, friend, honestly, I think we do a decent job with that it's because hard. we have like it. 
we have things that happen every day for the podcast. Yeah. Like there are certain yeah. things that you take care of every day. There are certain things mm-hmm. that I take care of every day right. and they get done every day. Right. We don't That's have true. like a, by 12 o'clock, this got to happen yeah. or by 8 a.m. This got to happen. It, a task gets done every single day by one of us. So yeah. I, I think we actually do a good job with keeping up with the standard that we've set for our podcast That's daily. True. But it's okay if they change too. Yeah. We right. do that as well. But it started to not fit our model. Mm-hmm. Our schedule started to fluctuate. It started mm-hmm. to not be about the day. But mm-hmm. you know how these algorithms go. It's starting yep. to be about the time. So mm-hmm. then it was about the time. Then it was about, you know, all right. of that. So you just got to kind of have to roll with it. And Don't get us started on the algorithm. Yeah. There was a point <laughs> of time where um, when the pandemic happened, I was in school and Ari stepped up. Mm-hmm. And um, vice versa, whenever she was going through something, I stepped up too. Right. So it's all yeah. about yeah. balance. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so all of us are millennial women mm-hmm. um and there's just so much that <laughs> yeah shout like out to our best, generation right best generation you, ever the best like right you have to start out with that we're the best i'm sorry to the baby boomers i'm sorry to, to gen the, z you know to we're gen z the wait gen x yeah whatever. that's a good way to whoever know. whoever comes after us what, what's the next one <laughs> i don't gen, know girl gen, gen, i have z, no idea Gen Z has been Z and like sleep. They need to sleep. They need to wake up, do some work. <laughs> like, that I like that funny. you said that, Cheryl, because we are the bridge, but. We are the bridge. We, we saw the just, old stuff and the new stuff. The yeah. Stuff and literally. And we, we talked we to our great grandparents. And, and after the internet. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Before and after. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much that we have to balance as millennial women. Like, we are used to uh older ways of thinking and we're also we're a part of this transition into this newer world that Mm -hmm. we're having to get accustomed to and i just want you know you all your podcast is literally titled the millennial her podcast Mm -hmm. so can you all share a little bit about your personal experiences and challenges as millennial women in today's world go ahead cheryl (laughs) um i feel like we um we experienced a lot of challenges because with the millennial her podcast our thing was that we wanted it from a two black female perspective Mm -hmm. so you know nowadays everyone thinks that they're qualified to speak about any topic Mm -hmm. or just everyone has a podcast Mm -hmm. so with us we wanted to cater to directly millennials and we had to kind of come together and realize, like, we don't know it all. Right. Although we've experienced a lot, it's okay to reach out for help, mm-hmm. to make sure that we're actually um, getting evidence-based research. If I'm not versed in it or Ari's not versed in it, then we're reaching out to an expert to make sure that this information is getting out there. And also with our podcast, we want to always give our listeners a tip mm-hmm. or a takeaway. So that's like really important. And with this millennial generation, I mean, I feel like millennials, we're always learning and always evolving. So with us being able to give tips, that has like really just helped out our generation in general. Love that. All right. Do you have no, any? The, to you. 
Oh yeah, I was I was right ahead of you, Kendra. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I just do what you think. I'll tell you. Um, no, I was just gonna say that I think it it in the foundation is is the is humility is still the grit and the grind mm-hmm. within our platform and within our generation. Mm-hmm. And so that is the big piece of it, right? Like Cheryl's mentioned, uh, you know, we're bridging the gap. We literally mm-hmm. take our segments and we shout out local businesses. That's a big part of our platform. That's a big thing I think millennials still do. We're not looking for clout. I'm not then DMing you on the side asking mm-hmm. me to send me $500 just because I shouted you out. The right. I'm not doing that. I'm doing that because I love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, you, we, I still feel like we're part of generation kind of where we kind of should probably shy away from this a little bit, but like that we're still doing things because of our passion. We're not mm-hmm. trying to really just make a buck or a quick buck or to just get some type of thing. We're really trying to show that, you know, what we learned and where we were, you can do it and still hold your morals and still have your values and mm-hmm. still teach and, you know, be the change you want to see. And I think that that's very different from platforms. Some of the platforms, the newer platforms that have come about, the social media platforms that have formed and just kind of a creative, creative spaces in general and definitely like i said just the generations after us should take some notes <laughs> like, <laughs> I, i'm not shy about it just take some notes okay and we already know that the generations before us they're gonna take notes because they don't know how to work a computer all they know how to do is write on a pen and paper okay so you know we are we are the best that's all i got to say they know how to get on facebook they do be on facebook they be trying to be cool. They be trying to be cool, but it don't work. We literally are the best generation there is. My great, I love my nana to death. I hope, you know, she she ain't not supposed to see this. She might, I might give her a clip or something. But my <laughs> great, she, she wanted, she wants to learn to iPhone. Give me an iPhone. I got an iPhone. Why every week you calling me? Something wrong with her iPhone. Her brand new, I, I know there's nothing wrong with it. It's you. You're <laughs> trying hilarious. to keep up. You're that. trying to keep up with the Joneses and you can't. And then let and then speak to a generation Z. They don't know what a typewriter is. They don't yeah. know what it was like a to have to type, 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 type. Or even a floppy type, disk type, save. Floppy yeah. disk. Like, Man, you, you brought it back. Yeah, you did. With the floppy <laughs> disk. Ariel, teach your work with your grandma on that iPhone. Give her a tutorial. <laughs> Give her I will, a tutorial. I will. She's science. trying. I will do that. She's trying. <laughs> Yeah, but some at least she tried because my mama don't try at all. She act older than sixty one. Her phone was on vibrate, and she went into the Apple Store talking about her phone was broken and it wasn't ringing. What? Yes. Saw, um, it's so it's so funny that you said that because I just saw a meme that was like, um, grandmas be telling other people that you know how to fix phones. Yes. Oh, took it gosh. off the silent. Yes. I was oh, like, ma. She's like, I know what's wrong with this phone it, it's not ringing i'm like ma you just got that phone and then she, i'm going up to the store the lady put it took it off vibrate and i was just like this is just go back to your droid like i don't even know what to tell you <laughs> not the droid go back to the droid just go my great so, aunt called um my husband to help her put her fire stick together and she she lives in florida we're in georgia and she he's trying to give her instructions on how to literally just plug the the fire stick all you got to do is plug it up to the tv and that's it and she was having they were on the phone for hours 
I'm like, bro, all you got to do is just plug the HDMI cord in. But anyway, that's a good so- man. <laughs> good man because is her husband is, is patient I'll give very patient. patient he's far more patient than i am but go ahead with your question Devin. so speaking of that right my next question ties in totally into this so how do y'all navigate the unique blend of a traditional and modern expectations placed on uh millennial women so how do y'all navigate that like being traditional and then like still trying to be modern with today's times like how do y'all get through that i think it just comes down to authenticity Mm -hmm. like we're just authentic um we speak about what we we cater to like the grassroots like like ari said Mm -hmm. um and i feel like yeah i just feel like it it comes down to authenticity Ari, you could pick back for that i was gonna ask Devin if if you had uh uh, area in mind were you more so talking about the pod or were you talking about just in general just 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 in general of how the millennial as a whole woman is seen right because we were saying like we still have some traditional things that we are attached to and then we have some forward thinking things that we're attached to that our parents may not necessarily agree with so even like as being a parent, like we are trying to practice gentle parenting and my mom for the life of her cannot understand that. And I'm like, yeah, I still set boundaries with my kids. You know, they're not allowed to disrespect me, but I'm not hitting them every chance, every time they do something. I'll be hitting them all day. So, yeah. <laughs> like, literally every two seconds, yes, I'll be yeah. popping them. And it's not effective for my boys. Like, I understand, like, their um, love languages and how they need discipline. Every child is different. Some kids may respond to spankings. Mine's don't. So it's just like, you know, just that whole traditional, okay. it could be work, it could be parenthood, it could just be the whole woman in itself so, no, I or herself. Okay. Say. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for that context. Um, I, I, I definitely think, how, you, you asked how we navigate. How yeah. We navigate. How do you navigate through it? Okay. So I think it's more so being still a sponge like being willing like I'm I never like to be so rigid to the point where I'm not learning mm-hmm. I really am big to the game. that's what I feel like has been my x factor for, on a personal level. right I'm, I'm I don't think I know it all and I know I'm smart so I'm in the in between yeah so it's like and, and I use that to learn new things like mm-hmm. you mentioned gentle parenting I didn't even know about that until literally Six months ago, and I watched this Hulu show called Parent Test. Oh, yeah. Learned all about it. Love it. Have been trying exercises ever since. Mm-hmm. Talking about the workplace. I was a big, a bit feared for a while going with my, going with my natural hair, humidity wise, pooped mm-hmm. out like an afro to mm-hmm. work because I just never seen it um, really. And then I started to see. The, you know, one thing generate Gen Z has been doing great mm-hmm. is going out there and, you know, being their authentic care. self. They, they don't care. care. You know, they don't care. They're going to do it. They're going to wear, you know, all different types of colors, things like that. And they've been doing it. So I've been doing it. And I feel like, and I feel, I do feel empowered. I totally mm-hmm. get what you're saying. So I feel like those are examples of taking risks, still learning mm-hmm. and, 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 and feeling free. Like these mm-hmm. are all the things that I'm entitled to do. And this is for people, you know, obviously your listeners, mm-hmm. you, it's kind of like understanding you are entitled to learn. This. You are mm-hmm. entitled, like you, it's okay 
to try and pick and choose what works for you and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, back in the older generation, it was kind of like, you you going to do this because everybody else is yeah. doing it. You're not going to go against the status quo. You, you know, and then like we said, on the other end of the spectrum, they're like, listen, you're going to take this, <laughs> you know, how I'm giving it to you. And if you don't want to, plenty of opportunities out there. Right. I think it's more so learning that, um, that it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That is also, literally not the end. And also to kind of piggyback off what Ari said, it's about breaking generational curses. Mm-hmm. Um, we were fortunate to have more um, information than our parents. Mm-hmm. We have the yeah. internet, we have social media, we have mm-hmm. documentaries. Mm-hmm. So some of these stuff is like, although we're learning while it's actually happening. Right. Compared to them. So it's giving yeah. them grace and learning to kind of have like to forgive. And also what I've learned is to have empathy in a way because mm. they don't really know better, mm-hmm. even though you would think that they would get with the times. But yeah. it's like breaking generation. Breaking We're still in a tough spot. We're in a yeah. tough spot. They're still learning from us. Like mm-hmm. the older generation are still like, i.e., we're the technicians of phones. <laughs> we're, they're still learning from us. You know, uh, we're we're learning from the other generations too, and 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 sometimes you know it's almost like somebody got to take the L. We're winners in some right and losers in some right, depending right. on how you look at it. Just because of our, you know, our our constant battle between tradition, and, you know, new age. Mm-hmm. So I, I I definitely think that that is what uh, how we navigate it every day. I think That's it's fair. it's tough. Like our generation. It's like our elders look to us to live a life that they couldn't. So it's like, oh, y'all have access to so many things. You've been exposed to so many things. You've been able to get the education that I couldn't. You've been able to get the job that I've dreamed of. And they're they're putting these expectations on us to kind of live through. Um, and it's like I, I hear that and I respect that. And I'm also trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate my life right. without the right. influence of you and your dreams. Um, while also trying to, to figure out a way to get along with this new generation and, and the way right. they do things like, are you said something about Gen Z? They don't give a damn. They don't care. Oh, and wow. I can't respect that about them. They don't care. I respect that. And yeah. you got to be able to scale it back sometimes. So it's, sometimes. So it's hard because it's like, how do I balance all of these worlds that are just kind of sitting over our head? And it's like, where, right. where do we fit in? Like we fit right. in, but we don't. So it's, I don't know. It's that's a, that was a good question, Devin. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's like we're the little stepchild, you know, yep. the stepchild, the good, that everybody the good loved stepchild. Though. Right, the right. good stepchild. Or I'm trying to understand. Some people say like the middle child, like literally the middle child. Like yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you but make then, it great, if you right. don't, you don't. Nobody notice you anyway because they're right. too busy paying attention to the baby. Yeah. Or the <laughs> oldest. The who, yeah. Or the oldest, oldest that was yeah. able to put them in retirement. Like right. That. <laughs> yeah. That's a good analogy. So <laughs> to just to kind of um, talk a little bit more about just the experiences of millennial women, when we think about like balancing careers and relationships and just ourselves, like what advice just from your own personal experiences, what advice would you give to other millennial women who may be struggling with how to balance all these areas of, of their life? 
think oh my gosh we we actually had an episode like that Cheryl you can continue but that was literally our first episode of our podcast podcast it was called go ahead Cheryl 25 and up club can we have it all Mm. yeah which basically discussed how baby boomers you know by 25 they was married they had kids they had the career and everything but Mm. now millennials we're a bit different some of us only want to focus on careers. Some of us don't want to get married. Some mm-hmm. of us don't want to have kids. Um, so we're literally changing the trajectory of what our parents did. Yeah. Um, I guess my advice would be to, I think, um, to always ask for help. I feel like we be so prideful sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also to tap into free resources because there's so much free resources out there that we don't take advantage of. Um, also, I'm a big advocate in mental health. You know, go to therapy. If therapy ain't for you, listen to a podcast. If not, watch a documentary, read a book. Um, definitely practice self-care. Make sure you prioritize that. I think for me, the way to balance between many of those facets you mentioned, Kendra, amongst other things, would be to seriously pick your your what is it um pick your deal breakers as far as what you want i'm 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 i wouldn't say i'm a realist i'm really not but i feel like with this and in the in the the trials and tribulations i've been going through in life (laughs) (laughs) i really don't know if we truly can have it all in the sense of what you might have imagined when you first Mm -hmm. started out in your Mm -hmm. journey Mm-hmm. Like whether it's a professional goal, whether you, you know, whether you've been looking for your man for 10 years and he just hasn't popped up yet or whatever the case may have been, it's hard to kind of want it all, at least at the same time. You have to mm-hmm. kind of decide, I feel like what, what you want to work on at the time, how long you're going to work on it. It's like when, when, you know, career, uh, when you're going into a business deal, what's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? I know it sounds daunting. No, you don't know what's going to happen in five years. No, you don't know what's going to happen in 10, one, six months. But it, you kind of have to have something to start with so you know where you're going, so you can have a barometer on where you've been, what your, you know, what your process, what your progress has been, or you're mm-hmm. really ultimately going to, to your words, Deb, earlier, going to go with the wind. You're just going to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Mm-hmm. So also- the way to... I don't think it's truly a balance. I just think it's a figure out what you can do today, what you mm-hmm. really need by X amount, and then and then work backwards mm-hmm. in yeah. small goals. And then you might look up and you will be X years old with your husband or your spouse, mm-hmm. your kid or your dog and your career and, and you'll be happy because you you um, manage your own expectations. Mm-hmm. And it also comes with having grace for yourself and not comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Get yeah, off social I, media. I was yeah. just about to say that I think social media is a blessing, but also a curse um, because it's great for a lot of things when you're trying to learn and things like that. But I can just remember when I was in my 20s, right? And then seeing like people with like cars and houses and nice weddings and all. And I'm like, well, how they affording this? One, I've learned very quickly, people just put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times that stuff is not even real. 
Um, but two, it's it's hard not to not compare sometimes, right? Especially when you're not when you thought she was going to be. So taking those break from social media, I think is great. Um, right now, unfortunately, I don't really use social media outside of working for the Real Mama Pod because it's everything is content, right? So it's just like, okay, how can we grow and organically grow and get to know our followers and things like that? So I don't have time to compare. And now that I'm in my 30s, I don't give a shit what people are doing. Um, so I think that I'm just like, I'm just trying to live life with these kids and his husband and that's trying to survive. And, that is, that, and if, that's, if, that's what the, if that's the life for you, you get right. what I'm saying? Like, right. look, you look up, you don't have time to pay attention. Right. Now yeah. you look up and you are where you want to be. Yeah. You don't have time to be doing that and still... Take care of your boys. Take care of your husband. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Get your chemical pill. Right. Right. Don't have time. Right. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. So <laughs> I do. I and I agree with you. I think you can have it all, but just in doses, right? Like, don't think you can have it all, all in one setting. Time. No, it's yeah, not going to happen that timeline. way. Like, yeah. I, don't I put timelines on yourself. Don't timelines for yourself. Yeah. Because your blessing is coming. It's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a if firm you want it, and everything happens yeah. when it's supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and I know you guys are familiar with this, where they said, um, "If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans." Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, you can have it all, just all not at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. And then, honestly, when you get to a certain place and you realize it's not what you thought it was, you may change what your all looks like. You yeah. might be content with just chilling. You'd be like, oh, this is too stressful. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I thought I wanted a job, but now I want to be a stay-up. Like, keep oh. saying it every day. Everything that glitters. Keep saying it every day. Girl, I, we, <laughs> me and Kendra was that, and we quickly resigned. So, more power <laughs> to you. Bless your heart, Ariel. <laughs> Bless your heart. That was the hardest job I've ever had was being at home. I love my son to death. That's my Mm -hmm. baby. I wouldn't trade him for the world. And being at home with him for almost 18 months while my Mm -hmm. husband was working and I'm here solely Mm-hmm. Care for him on the phone all with me. Day. Me and Devin. This is how this podcast started quietly. Um, <laughs> but it's just not for it's not for me. But I my heart, soul, and yes. everything in me goes out to stay at home mom. Y'all yes. are the true just yeah. everything the world needs. Cause yeah. I, I can't, yes. can't the true it. heroes. Yes, yeah, those um, the heroes that don't wear capes. Yeah. Those are the heroes mm-hmm. that don't wear capes. <laughs> boy yeah so bless you ari so this concept of work-life balance is evolving right um what strategies have you guys found effective in maintaining a healthy work-life harmony is it a such thing there is a such thing um i think it goes back to what your previous question about friendships and creating boundaries knowing that when it's time to work on a podcast, it's time to work on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But like Ari said, if we're out at a social event, it's like this is not the right time to be talking about the podcast. So mm-hmm. it's like having boundaries, knowing that for us, it's like we set a specific time to have fun, to socialize, and set a specific time to just work on business. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there's a work-life balance however i do feel like there are some sacrifices that come 
with work-life balance and mm-hmm. you have like whatever it may be whatever the dynamic may look like there are sacrifices um and there and for like maybe even consider consequences because you want to like mandate that so like so like for example me coming from a journalism background i would work 60 hours a week plus 60 plus hours a week that that happened really when the girls i have twins that happened when they were first born and they were um and i would miss i want to say the first year of their life i really want to say not year the first like the first year till they turned two they're like like a lot of it because i was up at four i didn't get home till nine they were with my husband a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and i missed a lot of milestones did not enjoy it at all i but that was the game that was the deal (laughs) like you you had to be gone that was production life i said okay well then production life i gotta go like i gotta go like, I can't be doing this. I don't feel right. It's not conscious, like, for me. Can I do it? Um, that's an example. Going home with a cell phone. That was too much for me. If mm-hmm. I got to still work with a cell phone, you calling me Saturday, ask me about your problems, that's a lot for me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't create balance. I'm on a date, and I'm calling you being your therapist. That's, <laughs> that's too much for me. You know, like, that was a lot. And so it took me to take a step back. But what I got out of it was learning other passions, learning other trades, learning other, um, other, other skills that I had. And I, and I found other blessings because of, it. but, but at the time there was no work-life balance. If I still was stuck on me wanting to go in this career route, what would my work-life balance have been? I either would have chose to be more involved in my kid's life, or I would have chose to, you know, be more in production. I might've been some top producer by now, but where would I be with my children in relationship? Mm-hmm. But do I miss being full-time in production? At very much times I do because right. that was my first love. So that's why I feel like, yes, you can have that balance if you decide what that balance looks like, but there may be, there may be consequences or, or sacrifices that come. And mm-hmm. you have to just find peace within that yeah. overall. Yeah. I can agree with you, Ariel. Um, I the work that I do, I love. Like I'm a hundred percent passionate about it, and it takes a lot of my time, um, mainly with traveling. And I have a young son, so I want to make sure I'm physically as present as I possibly can. I mean, that's my priority, in all honesty. And it's because this is my first year in this space. I'm I'm trying to figure out like how to make sure. I set this boundary of I can travel this much for work because mm-hmm. I still have a family at home that is my priority. Um, mm-hmm. So that is, is honestly something I'm, I'm still trying to figure out um, because thankfully my job is super supportive of families, that, but they also like the communities that we serve, they have a need. So we have to meet the needs of our community. Um, and make sure we're meeting the needs of our home. So um, now that I'm I'm getting into, I guess, my one year anniversary, I have an idea of how I'm going to move forward with making sure my life balance, my at home life is balanced with my work life as well. So mm-hmm. um, totally understand um, where you're coming from, Ari. And it's 
good that you've like I my family is my priority and it as it should be and you've sacrificed at least you've made this small sacrifice right now until you figure out what works best for you um it, you know sometimes that's just what we got to do Dude. as moms and and women in general but you know what i find difficult to really come to peace with is i feel like that is really with the the moms and the millennial women of the world right i'm speaking to all the millennial women listening and all the millennial moms and really moms in general cuz i feel like our 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 men don't get that same uh don't get that same problem with work-life balance i feel oh, like no. that really comes on our that really bears on our shoulders oh no um, hmm. well, i've <laughs> had this conversation because my dad yeah. is me and my dad are really close um and i i talk to him often about just the opportunities that come up for me at work and he's like take those opportunities you go after you do this you do that and i'm like i appreciate you rooting for me and i still have to be mindful that I have a family at home that I have to be, I have to care for. And while my husband supports me a hundred percent, he supports me over a hundred percent, to be honest, I still need to be home, right? I still need to be present in, in my son's life and not always on the road for work. So, um, while daddy, I support, I appreciate your support. I got it. I got it. (laughs) No. Sit on down sometimes. <laughs> right. I know. Definitely like, where's the bat now? I That's like, where's going? Yeah, she I can't. can't keep, I don't even try to keep up with that schedule no more. It's too. Before I used to know, and now I'm like, girl, where you at? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know when you get there. You um, never answered, Devin. Do you believe in a work life balance? I do. Um, so I was initially, um, I experienced burnout very early on in my career. And so where I was having like panic attacks and anxiety attacks, bringing work home, like just not taking care of myself. Right. Um, And quit a job or two or three before with no plan. Um, And so really those panic attacks really forced me to have a work life balance. So now I don't take work home. I don't have an email on my phone for work. I get it when I get to work. (laughs) Like I'm not checking no emails. No, you can't have my number. Here's my office phone. Oh, yeah, I don't want to give me an office phone. Well, contact me through the front office. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yeah, I don't um I don't do that anymore. I set boundaries and when it gets done, it gets done. I try my best. I do meet my deadlines and I do do what I need to do during those work hours. After that, I I don't have nothing for you. So you gotta put me first, Lucius. Yeah. You gotta put me first. Yes. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. Cause seriously. Cause I. I, I to they're gonna replace they're gonna you. Replace you. Yep. They're gonna replace you. So. Yep. And I work with hard deadlines. Like my deadlines are federal deadlines. Like we cannot be late. You know. So it's just like you just have to be strategic. You have to plan your day out. And from seven thirty to uh, three thirty, that's that's when y'all got me. So, yeah, it's a good conversation. Yeah, that was a great yeah, conversation. Great. Shout out our sponsors oh, for the show. Absolutely. Um, so we've been working really hard to get some sponsors, and we're getting sponsorships, and this is so exciting. So our first sponsor is Selfie Skin Co. And we've actually been wearing their. Oh, excuse me, not wearing. Using. <laughs> you see the glow. You see the glow. 
And so we're absolutely falling in love with this uh, skincare line. Absolutely. Um, so definitely give that a try. And then who's our next sponsor? We also have North 24. We actually we have some of them yeah. displayed here. I don't know if you all can see. Uh, but North 24 is, or North 24th, excuse me, is a natural cleaning line. Yeah. And their products smell so good. Yeah. What we have here is the lavender and patchouli like all-purpose all, all cleaning, and it is it smells so good, and, and it works. literally works. So definitely give North Twenty Fourth a try. Yes, and Selfie Skin Co. Yes, we're glowing. Oh, yes, get yes, yes. <laughs> so we have a sponsor, which is Poise Wine. It's right here. We have a sweet, dry white wine, and we also have uh, a sparkling rosé here. And and. You know, it's time to get into our next segment of Mama Juice. Because oh. this was a juicy, good conversation. I think it's time for some cocktails. It so, friend, what are we drinking tonight? It or was. you ladies, I gave up sugar, so I won't be partaking. In you gave drinking, up sugar? Yeah, we, I forgot to tell you. Girl, we're doing a fast with the church. Oh, praise the Lord. So, mm-hmm, amen. Um, so, no sugar for me, so I won't be drinking. For how long? It's 30 days. Praise Jesus. How many days no. in are we? This is, we didn't even get to, Sunday would make seven. So what, where are we at? Where, day five, five, four, five, five, four, five yeah. For, yeah it, four or five, one at four. Somewhere around there. I know my math be off. <laughs> Good luck. Well, I'm wishing you the best friend. Um, Thank you. So <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, Mama Juice is my favorite segment of the show. Um, we curate drinks to uh, speak to our guests, and we're lucky mm-hmm. enough to have two beautiful young black women here, yeah. millennial women. And we always ask, what is your beverage of choice? And Ariel and Cheryl's have vastly different beverages of choice. <laughs> so we had to. So that means you got to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get creative. I'm like, can we make because Ariel liked a lemon, she's very specific, lemon drops topped with Prosecco, which sounds delicious, by the way. And then Cheryl's just keeps it simple. She likes her Merlot. She's grown and sexy with it. So I said, why don't we just kind of mix the two? Not, not, not to the tea, but we have, this drink is called I'm Every Woman because we are every woman and it is kind of like a red wine spritzer that's how i would describe it so it has merlot which is cheryl's favorite type of dry red wine and (laughs) you mix that in oh she got her come on cheryl's you have go add these ingredients to your red wine a half an ounce of grand marnier and you top it with sparkling Sicilian lemonade. That's two Ariel's lemon drop. And then you have ice, fresh lemon wedges or wheels. And you have a mint garnish. So it's like a dry red wine with a little bit of that uh, Grand Marnier, which is a, a liqueur. And then you top it with a Sicilian lemonade, which is a sparkling lemonade from Fever Tree is my favorite brand there. So if you are a mama to be or you do not like to drink alcohol which is totally fine we have mocktail versions and you will just replace that red wine with pure cranberry juice so you'll still have that dry red feel topped with the sicilian sparkling lemonade uh, and you'll use non-alcoholic triple sec instead of the grand marnier and that is wait so you create these 
Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought she was getting this from a, a book. Oh, no. These... We might have a Mama, okay, Mama Juice. One day. <laughs> one day. Mama Juice is going to be a recipe book yes, one day. I love that. I'm, I love you that. have to send me that recipe. We yes. got you. We it's got good. you. I'm still yeah. add Prosecco on top of it. Do. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you how it goes. Tell, tell, yeah, yeah, tell me how that turned out. But that is well, our Mama Juice. You have to make that today. for me, friend. It sounds good. I got you. Good. I got you. Okay, so Mama's Corner is my favorite segment of the show. And this is our opportunity to connect with our guests further and our listeners. So typically, our listeners write in a question and, um, we give advice based on our experiences, not as experts, or sometimes we can be reflective. And I feel like this conversation has been so great that we should be reflective. So I do have an additional question for you ladies. Okay. So technology has changed the way we connect. How has this impacted millennial women's relationships, both in dating and maintaining friendships? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody oh, was jumping at that time. question. <laughs> Oh, man. Good question. Charles, okay. It is a good question. It's just too real for folks, I feel. Be um, real. This is the real mom yes, pie. this is the real this is the mama, real mama pie. Too real. <laughs> too real. Um, okay, so you said, say say the beginning of yeah. the question. So technology has changed the way we've connect. How has the impact, uh, excuse me, how has this impacted millennials, women's relationships in both in dating and maintaining friendships? Well, how it is affected relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like it depends on how you look at it. I, I, a lot of my friends who on social media and relationship who are married um, or are getting married, they said they met their spouse online. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that that's been the best thing that somebody popped in their DM. That's all in the vows that right. popped in the DM. It's great for them. But then on the other hand, Feel like it takes out the element of surprise, the effort, the courting. I hear that a lot. Courtship, or you know, just the respect level. You know, where's your sense of privacy? Where you know, where where do you keep the good things to yourself anymore? Mm-hmm. Again, to you talk about when you're comparing your life to someone else's. Okay, now you're comparing your dating relationship to someone else's. Oh, you're not wanting and dining me. The city girls of people, or the sexy reds of people, or oh, you know, just. Just trying to get them and go or whatever. You can get STDs, right? Right? Yeah. Don't you promote right. STDs like, or something? I don't know. Ooh, I can't get with it. Child. Sexy Red, the little girl from St. Louis. The yeah. brown, brown town, town, pound. Pound town. We sound old. Yeah. No, nobody. I, promoting I know, STDs? I Who, yeah, she said I, I want an STD. She's talking about her, oh, wow. the color of her booty hole. That's all yeah, I know. That's all I know. It's vicious. No, me either, Cheryl's. I'm with you, girl. It's nothing but to hear where's about. where's the essence, right? Where's the essence of, like, the element of surprise, your womanhood, you know, all of that that affects yeah. your dating. You want to be treated like a woman, but, you know, or like a respectful woman that's going to be courted and brought home to your parents in a respectful way, but you may not be putting your best foot forward or the, at least the image you're trying to portray. <laughs> as far as girlfriends and relationships, it's just real simple that I feel like it should be women. Like we, we, it comes off this facade that we're doing women empowerment, mm-hmm. but behind closed doors is not necessarily that case. It was speak to this, our relationship right here. I'm very pleased that when we all connected, it was, it was just all great energy. And it was, it was a blessing 
that, you know, not every creator has offered us in, in coordinating, you know, with projects and wanting to collaborate. New relationships. I feel like relationships are formed between us and it's real simple. So social media has worked. You know, it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, we wouldn't have known you without it. Mm-hmm. But at the very same time, too, it's a crab in a barrel mindset of like, you know, does that mean real mama pa got to make it or millennial her? It's got to be one. It can't be both. It's like, no, we have a space for for uh, all of yeah. us. We remember we're the bridging of the gap generation. Mm-hmm. Like we, 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 we can, we can support each other, lift each other up. However you do it and we do it, but together and it's going to be fine. Cause what, right. like what you said, Kendra was for you is for you. Mm-hmm. What will be, will be. So that's how I feel like it's affected in both relationships and uh, friendships. What about you, Charles? I feel like when it comes to dating specifically, uh, social media has played a major role where people can't be authentic anymore and just mm-hmm. have natural conversations. People want to be on their phones. People want to be posting the food. People mm-hmm. want to be posting a viral moment of somebody treating a waiter wrong to go mm-hmm. viral. And that just takes out the essence of actually getting to know each other. As for friendships, it can be a, a pro too, because like us, we connected, we live in different states. So we were able to use like social media to connect. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a gift and a curse in a way, kind of like what Ari said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for social media, for me, I forget to connect to people sometimes because I see like them on social media. So I feel like I've talked to them. And then when I actually pick up the phone and talk to them, I'm like, dang, it's been months since we talked, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I talked to you just yesterday because I saw your post. I commented, I was in your stories we were DMing, but we haven't really had a conversation. Mm -hmm. So I do miss that um, with my friend groups. And you know, as we get older, it gets harder anyways, but I feel like social media has helped us in that sense, but also like hinder us because we feel like we talked to that person. We really haven't. Um, I don't know about dating. I heard it's rough out here. I believe it. Um, <laughs> look, y'all are so lucky. I found my my husband at nineteen. I held on to him because I just I rem- it was a college professor, Doctor Hemingway. God rest his soul. So uh, we. <laughs> this is what he. This is what he did. You have Doctor Hemingway. I did. Did you? He told us, this is my freshman year, he said, girls, I'm going to tell y'all like it is, and I'm glad I listened to this man because I didn't have nobody tell me this. You find your husband in college. And, you know, don't be playing around with these boys. He said, don't be playing around with these boys. Don't be opening your legs up to everybody. You know, these boys just... Can he say that in class? Baby, yes. We went to HBCU. University, yes. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like a to give so, Professor Hemingway a black man. Oh, he did. Yeah. So oh. um yes, I say God rest his soul. But that was the oh, real okay. advice I ever gotten from a male. Like I was not thinking about a husband. And he was like, hang out at the pharmacy building, hang out at the school he told of engineering. Y'all where to hang he out? told us where to go. Okay. Looking out. Yeah, he said, You don't want them frat boys. You don't want that. He he laid it out, okay? Oh. And I listened to him. Now, I did meet my husband at a wing spot, so I did, but he ended up being an architecture student, which is good because he wasn't out on the Close scene. Enough. Right. He is exactly what I needed, but I was like, oh, that is my husband because Dr. Hemingway said, find your husband in college, and well, that was funny. the best advice 
I can get. So I concur. <laughs> I found my husband in college too, so I okay. Um, we didn't yeah. go to the same one, but still in college. Okay. So, uh, y'all are that. That was funny. <laughs> um, I, I had Dr. Hemingway. It wasn't. I don't think me and Devin were in the same class, but mm-hmm. I can, I can hear you. You can picture it. that, right? Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> I think technology. Uh, one of you said it's a blessing and a curse, and I agree. Um, mm-hmm. As as far as relationships, even though I I met my husband in person before we actually got together let him tell it i slid in his dms to get with him but i was really trying to try some pure white hennessy that he posted on instagram so i did slide in his dms like he well so he had a connect that went like overseas and they brought back some pure white hennessy and at that time we were in tallahassee we were in grad school i never tried pure white hennessy and i saw he posted it on instagram so i was like oh i want to try some but I wasn't trying to try him. I was trying to try the Hennessy. <laughs> but Dang, that was on Instagram, which is social media technology. Um, so I, I guess we kind of hooked up via technology, but not really. Um, but what I can, in terms of friendships, what I can appreciate about technology is that I am able to see what my friends are up to in life like people that I went to high school with people that I went to elementary school with people I went to middle school with even family that I hadn't seen in years like I'm able to just see what's going on in their world via social media but I think the curse in that is that we don't make time to actually connect with them because we see them on social media like I don't feel like I have to always pick up the phone I'm not a phone person anyway so that just makes it worse for me. Like I see, oh, hey, everything's going well. But if something happens and of course I'm like, hey, like, how are you? How are things going? But even in that way, like I think texting um, is also a crutch from like really connecting with people. I'll send a text message quick. I don't like being on the phone. I just don't. There are certain people that I talk to on the phone and we got to be talking about something or I'm like, I'll talk to you later. I just, <laughs> I don't like being on the phone, but I, I, when getting back to social media, um, I think it is again, that blessing and that curse because I can really keep up with people, but it also is that crutch because it doesn't, we don't have the real intention behind connecting with our peers and family and whomever. So, um, I, I love technology and I hope, I wish we didn't rely on it so much. It also yeah. takes away from living in the moment, too. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you saw that my husband. He hates it. He's like, oh, if you don't have a picture, it didn't happen, huh? Yeah. So he wants to live in the moment. <laughs> he wants the phones off, dead, in the car, lost in the ocean. He he could be detached from his phone. Yeah. Um, And me, I'm like, no, we have to capture this, especially if it's the boys. Like, if it's their first something, I'm like, and if he doesn't and I'm not there, I'm pissed off because I know he didn't take a picture. I'm like, did you get a picture? Right. No, and I'm like, but I wasn't there to experience it. Can you at least capture Try. the moment? Try at least. You know, I'm gonna want to see it. But um, yeah. So they don't be caring. Jonathan don't like. They he don't. don't. He done completely neglected Instagram. He still has an account, mm-hmm. but I don't think that man has logged on in two years. Mm-hmm. Just there, just deactivated yeah. at this just point. Just there, just there for whenever he yeah he wants, whenever if ever. Mm-hmm. Well, this was a great conversation, ladies. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We really enjoyed y'all. 
Um, y'all were very insightful. So thank y'all. Thank you for hanging out with us. Real mama now. (laughs) (laughs) You are a real mama, both of (laughs) y'all. Right. So Cheryl's and Ari, how can people find you if they want to connect with you? So you can connect with us on Instagram or any other platform at the Malini Herb Podcast. We have three seasons out right now. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. My personal Instagram is I underscore surely rejoice, but instead of the S's with the five. And if you're uh, more of a Gen X person and still logging on websites, you can find us at millennihur minus the dash pod, millennihurpod.com. Um, you can also support small business uh, by uh, our merch as we're wearing. You know, Millennium Her, Millennium, Millennium Us, and Rock It With a Mama Hat. Yes. And, um, and yeah, just follow us for more on those, on that great content. And my personal Insta is Ariel underscore Ron. Just. All right. And we'll have all that in our description box. Kendra's very good about doing that. So again, ladies, thank you so much for your time. We really enjoyed y'all and we can't wait to have y'all back. Y'all could be anywhere on your Thursday nights, and you are kicking it with us at the Real Mama Pod. Yes. So, friend, where can they find us on the socials? They can find us wherever they like. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and we are at the Real Mama Pod. If you are curious about my life, I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore on Instagram. Twitter and TikTok, and I'm Kendra Ferguson on Facebook. Okay, and I'm mainly on Instagram. You can follow me at Dev Grace underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website if you want to know more about us. Yes. If you want some mama merch, out yes. we're in our sweatshirts today. Yes. But we have other things on there. We also have rich auntie merch, so check us out. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at www.therealmamapod.com. <laughs> uh, yes, and if you are listening to us, of course we need your reviews rate subscribe review us we're on all major platforms and youtube please make sure you leave your review yes we've been working hard on our videos as you if you started with us from day one you (laughs) see it's just getting better with time so continue to be patient with us and we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at. Mama at the real mama pod dot com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next, next time. time. Bye. Bye.